0: This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to an episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is obviously your co-host Rob. And since we're doing video, you can see my other co-host with the wonderful hair this way. (laughs) Greg, hola. Hola, Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you. This is awesome. This new background is killing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been busy. We've been busy. Yes, uh, uh, I, I know that I've
0: been. My schedule has been a little bit rough for you for uh, for you to get on there. I appreciate the uh, flexibility
1: you've been having with me. I man it's it is what it is you know we're try- it's amazing that we're even trying to keep like a regular schedule on this thing
0: yeah. well you know i you, you know i'm working for the man now right exactly so you know, you know, you're the one that's exactly you <laughs> got free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh man but uh we had a topic that i think we wanted to get into and it was your idea your suggestion so why don't you lead us off man what what do are, what are you want to talk about <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just
0: what I want to talk about is I mean, the way I put it is um you know, for for lack of a, of the be, of a better word or name, if I would give like the average real estate agent a kind of a name, let's call her Marge, right? <laughs> and you know, you have those memes out there like the internet is undefeated,
1: right? Always. Yeah. yeah.
0: I will say, I would posit to you that Marge
1: is undefeated, man. Marge is undefeated.
0: And, okay. and what I mean by that is that if you look at all the real estate tech stocks, if you look what's happened over the pandemic, um, you know, which is supposed to be not this, you know, new trends, but acceleration of others, right? Yeah. That the average realtor is making more money yeah. than they ever have in their life, right? Okay. And, and that, no matter how much the ca- that Silicon Valley or anybody else is trying to pour in this industry, you can't beat the 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 as I like to say the eyes, the ears, and the nose of a good agent. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, Marge is undefeated. Marge is undefeated. Okay. I think the the, the markets uh, displaying that. I think uh, consumers are speaking with their pocketbooks. And uh, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about you know. Why humans still matter in this, this world of real estate?
1: You just said two different things, though, because so, the first part of your statement is just clearly wrong. Oh, here we go. Marge, live large, in charge, is just not true, right? I mean, I think that's, it should be fairly obvious uh, that Marge is actually uh, not winning. Do, do you uh, think, hold on, did you, don't, ha,
0: isn't she making more money than she's ever had in her, her career? Well, according Aren't to NAR... up for commissions up for, you know, for the no, industry granted, at large? Granted, but okay, according to so NAR... Just, just so we're on the same page here, how on. are you measuring success? Hold on. So first of all... I, I'm a capitalist,
1: and I would measure that success... Sure, no, candy. let's do it by money. Let's do it by money. Here's, here's my point, right? Because you define Marge as the average real estate agent. And my what I'm saying is the average,
0: average average is something you're 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 throwing in there. I mean, we can roll tape. But, Dude, you, know. you
1: said average real estate agent. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right? Go, go, go ahead. They're they're getting murdered. They're getting killed. Now, your second part of the statement, what you said, is human beings in real estate will always be important. That I agree with 100 percent And I would actually argue that there's no been no disruptor that actually has tried to disrupt that. So there are two different things we have to we have to talk about. So the first one is marge, the average real estate agent, according to NAR in 2020, the average median gross income for realtors was forty three thousand three hundred. Forty three thousand. Marge, the median gross income agent, could probably make more money getting a job as an Uber driver. Right.
0: I mean, again, I, I, I'm looking. You know, I, maybe I said average. I don't remember what I said here. But I'm, I'm I'm saying that overall, commissions are way up. Yes, right. From any time in history, right? That's right. And by that measure, I'm saying that you know, realtors are winning.
1: Right. And realtors as a as a group, in other words, human sure. beings who help buyers and sellers, they are winning as a group.
0: And and. You Know what you're seeing here is like I, I look at a lot of like the narratives are changing. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Rob, but let me yeah, go no, no, go on ahead, this. go ahead. You know, and, and the most recent one I just thought I just smiled was this uh thing from Zillow's new uh, I think the president of IMT, um. She was at seat. You know, what was her name again? Uh, Kind of before Susan, right? Yeah. About you know, it's about bionic agents, right? About agents empowered with technology, and I just, I just, I'm like, come on, Greg. That's
1: but that's true, though. It is
0: true, but but it's like it's like these these guys come in, and Zillow might be an exception, right? But these 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 startups come in with all this cash, and they have all this, you know machoism or whatever that they're going to change the industry and they're going to get you don't have to use agency more or anything else and then it's and it's a two-step process then they realize okay this is a little different than we thought then the next thing they do is they announce that they have a, a, an agent program yeah. to help to have agents come <laughs> in there if i look at if i look at inman news there's like um four articles on like how agents can work with ibuyers how agents can work with you know power buyers how agents yeah, can yeah, work with yeah. know, all these things right yeah. so it's just it's apparent to me that everybody comes in with such gusto trying to disrupt and everything else but Okay.
1: But, but Let, let's let's can't. let's establish a few of them basic facts so we can argue more okay, effectively, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Number 1, can we agree that the average real estate agent is getting murdered? No. We can't agree with that. Murdered would be
0: that you know that uh, you know, and I don't know if you have this data in front of you, but is that $43,000 a year? Has that gone up or down from la- the year before or uh, previous? Year? Let's see. I mean, murder to me is they're dead. I mean, that's not. Yeah, you know, in 2019,
1: wait, wait. the median income was $49,700. In 2020, it was 43330 I don't have 2021 stats. I'm going to guess the median went down. And the reason why I say that is because all of the data that's showing so far is that the top. 5%, 10% of agents are doing better and better and better. They're getting ma- more and more market share. So the average agent is getting murdered. The top agents are killing it. They're, they're killing it. Are you talking about like, you know, to me, I mean, I would just, again,
0: have, I have a problem with that, that term, like you're going from, from 49 to 43, that's being murdered. I, you know, being uh, murdered is like from 49 to like,
1: to 10,000. That's being murdered. I don't know, man. A fifteen percent right? decrease in your commission. Fifteen percent isn't on. being murdered. Who would ever call? Fifteen percent in the hottest market ever, when price home price went up eighteen percent a year.
0: With the lowest inventory ever, right? So there's there's
1: caveats all over the place, man. No, no, it, but that, what I'm saying is murdered that's the median. Is, come on. Murdered is
0: that, that's just that's okay. Just you want to you want to play semantics?
1: That's fine. They're doing badly. They're not doing well. They're, they're not doing. They're not, they're not
0: as doing as well as they have been in the past. But
1: correct. murdered. But why are they not doing as well? It's not because of technology companies; it's because of other agents are taking their business. That's my point. Agent teams have completely taken over the industry.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yes. What, I mean, again, I, here's the thing I think about teams. Right? It's like okay. this. It's like this catch-all, right, for everything. But I mean, there's no national association of teams. It's I know yet. from from being in the vendor space. Yeah, you know that's a coveted data source. Like we all want to like, where can we get this data on these teams and who's on teams and everything else? Yeah. And then I hear people like you say, "Well, teams are killing it." I'm like, "Okay, show me the data, right?" I mean, we read about these things, we read about them, and and you know, and I I mean, I'll I'll grant you this, I kind of agree with you, but really, (laughs) you and I have no data, really hard data to stand on. I actually have some data.
1: Okay, right. some okay, some What's data. Some data. I mean, I, I, I don't... Had, had, had we known we were definitely talking about this, I would have pulled up the slides. But just as an example, um, there was one stat that I heard from a team friend of mine uh, out of Phoenix who said that 5% of agents in the Phoenix in Armless do 87% of transactions, right? So I asked Matt Gonçalvo at that. And Matt said, that's not true. That's, not, that's incorrect. 5% do, does not do 87% transactions. Then he thought about it. And they said, well, I guess if you if you look at certain segments of the property on certain types of markets, then then, yeah, that's true. five percent to eighty seven percent of transactions. So it's not entirely wrong, right? But here's the thing. If it's not five doing eighty seven, then it's like ten percent doing eighty or whatever the number is. So that's number one. number two, i've I've looked at some of the performance data out of the MLSs, and I'm telling you, man, the concentration of power is real, right? So my first point simply is, Let's define what we're talking about. We're talking about the average real estate agent. They're not doing great. Real estate agents as a whole are doing amazing. They're doing fantastic, right? And right. in particular, the top 5 to 10%, the elite agents, the really high producers, uh, you know, the teams, you know, the, the mega teams, those people are doing extremely well. Why are they doing so well? And I'm saying I would agree with Susan Daimler on that point is because they're bionic agents, right? As an example... What is Cloud CMA but a bionic tool? What it's is great. Cloud CMA it's other a than tool. a super? Right, it's it's a fucking superpower. Right, you're the Iron Man suit. You're right? not you're not, gonna, you're not winning this argument with flattery. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I see how, I see what you're doing here. But I mean, we could take any technology, any vendor right. that's out there. If if they're being successful, it's because they're helping these agents who are productive be even more productive. Right. Right. You have a CRM system. Uh, all of a sudden, you went from being able to stay in touch with fifty clients, or fifty past clients, to not five hundred past clients, right? You get a, a better system and maybe some admin stuff. Now you're staying in touch with five thousand, right? I mean, we know this. Uh, transactions I mean, come in, you know. It's, okay, but as as long as we've been
0: talking, and you know, even before this craziness, and sure, hell, I think we've been in the craziness ever since. This cycle, <laughs> they keep on saying it's gonna go, it's but it's you know, yeah, this is yeah. the longest damn cycle forever. But you know, there's always been this. 8020 rule right correct you know and in every industry they they talk about there's always an 8020 so there correct. there is naturally you know some level of a, a, a few you know a few agents doing much better than the majority of agents right so True. now you know we can argue that that technology has only compressed that further it has right been. are we talking about you know uh, you know, a, a 90 and a 95, you know,
1: 95, yeah. 10 or 95, yeah. 5. Or 5 uh, and 87, right? Those are the types of numbers we're seeing.
0: Right. So, th- I mean, there, there's something there to be said, but it's not, uh, you know. So it doesn't it, defeat it, your point,
1: okay? That's my that's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying we define it. So the first thing is that average agents are not doing well. The top agents are doing amazingly well and they're lifting everybody up right that's for point number 1 point number 2 though is kind of your, your key point which is look technology is no, they're not going to disintermediate the agent and i agree with you right so i do presentations i talk about this the question i have is honestly man i cannot think of the last technology company that came in saying we are going to get rid of the agent
0: well they could never say that though but it was always implied
1: right of course they're not like going to say that kind of stuff like who open door right out right at the gate open well doors i mean and you know, and agents
0: you know i think you know really i think redfin was really the first one that got their their hands
1: slapped right eh, like, okay no but was that was 60, 13 years I mean, ago you know, right? somebody
0: google redfin in 60 minutes and you tell me what the
1: hell <laughs> <laughs> i know but again that was like six that was like 13 years ago and okay, sure sure they, they pivoted pretty quickly to now here's the thing they still use agents they don't just don't use you know the 1099 agents they they hire okay. their own agents and i don't like i said i just can't think of in the last 10 years or so any company right coming in and saying hey you know what this system is broken we're going to get rid of the agent and replace them with technology instead what i've heard they're never going to say that though they're always going to they're always going to come in like um
0: you know we're your friend you know we're, we're here to help you but that's we're true though whatever
1: but that's true. In but other they, words, what, you know. But what, really,
0: I'm talking to those guys, and I know in the back of their head. They're just thinking these guys are making way too much money. We're going to eliminate this and blah blah. I mean, I'm not saying that.
1: They're not who, saying that. You know. Okay, so, so na- let's name names. Who, who's saying that? Hey, I'm not. You know, stitches <laughs> <laughs> get stitches, man. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> this is a this is the vendor Ali mean, Omerta code of silence yeah.
0: thing. <laughs> There's no code of silence here, man. This is, um, um, no, this no, is I, broadcast,
1: right? No, for real. But it's, so instead what we've heard instead is this. We've heard vendors come in and say things like, We have this technology that's super disruptive, and it's going to make things much more efficient, and the better agents are going to do so much better. And that's how they sell it. Look, you should buy our whatever thing, transaction system, CRM system, lead generation, whatever the thing, and you're going to you know, double your production. You're going to 10X your lead generation, right? So what it's doing is, every vendor I can think of in our space, they're arms merchants. That's my point. They're all arms dealers. So all they're doing is selling better and better tools and weapons to agents the agents who tend to be able to afford those are the top producers who have the money and therefore it's this vicious cycle and the bottom bottom 70% 80% of the agent ranks are getting completely decimated as a result and yeah. again this isn't just me man these are brokers like you've look we're in this relations we've done lobby cons we have been in bars with brokers you know, who after a few drinks will open up and be like, yeah, the teams are like bending me over a barrel and, you know, not even giving me a reach around. I mean, it's, it's bad. You know, yeah. it. I know it. Right.
0: Well, you know, okay. I mean, I could agree with some, right. some of the stuff there, but, you know, going back to like, so I, you know, I recently was, uh, I'm almost done with it, but I'm, uh, I guess I think the movie's coming out this week, but, uh, uh, Uber Story, Super Pumped, right? Oh, okay. And, you know, the the story of Travis, uh, I forget his last name, but, you know,
1: Kalani, K- yeah, yeah whatever, but, you yeah. know, famously Travis. Outed by whatever,
0: Travis, yeah. and, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's they, they come in and this is so like, to me, like exactly with, as you're saying, well, nobody comes in to say that, you know, we're going to get rid of agents. I mean, these guys, Uber, for instance, right. I think it was quoted in something saying, Oh man, if this, if we didn't have any drivers, this this business would be beautiful, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. and they were focusing a lot on like automation. They had like yeah. spending money on that kind of thing. So, yeah, they come in like we're gonna we're gonna change, you know, we're gonna all these, you know, uh, people can now be empowered to to drive their own cars and make money this way, whatever. But in the back of their heads, when they got a couple couple beers in them, you know, they're gonna they're gonna slip and they're gonna say something like. You don't think, I mean, I know the guys at Open Door and all, and all, you know, Zillow and all the iBuyer stuff. The single big, big expense they have on there is -hmm. the agent fees. Of course. You don't think those guys would want that all to go away? Absolutely. Their business goes way up if they go away. So, so, so I don't, I just don't, I I think it's like they might not saying it, you know, right away, but if you just, all you have to look is at at their, at their income statement. (laughs) right <laughs> and you know where their motivation is going to come from right sure. how you know what would happen if i took out that line right there holy mackerel Even it up. Sure. you know sure, growth to the moon right i mean sure.
1: yeah but you know i guess uh, all i'm saying is it's been a real long time since we've seen an actual tech company of any kind coming into our space saying we are going to automate and disintermediate sure. the agent okay that's but, all i'm and, saying i
0: know what and all i'm saying is that they're never going to say that rob it's, but if you look at their business model, that's their their business model is saying that to you. It's actually you're saying it's implied.
1: Bad. Yeah, absolutely. Saying, okay. I I guess I disagree. In the I mean, I I see what you're saying, and I could get along with that. I mean, I uh, I think what I think about is like let's say our U.S. Robotics, right? That's a company that goes into factories and fast food places, you know, and says, "Hey, we will replace." your worker right like right now you employ a thousand people on your assembly line let us give you some robots then you get rid of 900 of them right right? i mean they're very sort of forthright about that the self-driving uh truck driving trucks they're very forthright about look uh we want to have these robotic self-driving trucks you no longer have to pay truckers if you're canada you're probably investing heavily into these companies right now um you know, they're much more open about it. In real estate, we just haven't seen that. So if what you're saying is some of these companies are sort of saying or implying that their business would be way better if they could replace a real estate agent with algorithms, I mean, I guess. And in that sense, Greg, I'm 100% in agreement with what you said at the start of this, which is those companies are doomed to fail. Yeah, like you know, the real estate agent, the human face, it, you know, it, it matters and, 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 and in this and industry. Here's the,
0: and here's yeah. the thing: is that Wall Street, Wall Street, they ain't buying it, right? They're not for whatever reason. I mean, I'm right. really, I think Open Door is a great company. Yep. Right, um, and they're being hammered, right? Yep. Um, Compass, you know, you know, they're they're really talking about bionic agents, but I think they're too, putting too much focus on the. The Bionic, nobody bought that, right? So mm-hmm. as far as that they were this tech company, not a real estate brokerage mm-hmm. or at least a franchise or whatever, you know, a hybrid there. there. It seems like there's a sense out there that real estate is still not able to be disrupted like a lot of these other industries. And what I wonder is, you know, and I think I know what your answer is. you oh You always go here. But what would it take... What is it gonna take for this 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 business to be disrupted? I mean, is it is it <laughs> technology or
1: okay here yeah so, so I go, mean you gotta define disruption, right? Like are, are we talking about disruption? Agents going away. Be, agents okay, ag- agents, going, agents away. going away. I mean <sighs> What's it gonna take? It would take institutional investor domination.
0: Institutional right. investor domination. Explain
1: Meaning, that. let's let's say on, the only buyers and sellers of residential housing in the United States were large hedge funds, insurance companies, you know, Invitation Homes, BlackRock. Let's let's say it's you know all of those guys. Then, really, you don't need you don't you just don't need. That's
0: more of agents. a rental thing, though, right? It's not a purchase stuff, uh, right? But,
1: thing. The, but even in that scenario, if some homeowner wants to buy a house. <clears throat> they're probably going to want to talk somebody, right? So I don't even think that that gets rid of real estate agents entirely, but I could see that reducing the number of agents down to, let's say, you know, 50,000, 100,000, right? Right, because again, if you're BlackRock, how many agents do you really need, right? right. You just have like one agent who's like making a billion dollars from you every year and they have a team of 5,000, you know? I mean, I think that's more the model. And the arms dealers like yourselves would give that, one super agent, all the tools and technology to manage 5,000 agents across 24 states or whatever, whatever the case might be. I mean, that's the only scenario. Short of yeah. that, I don't see it. I just don't yeah. see it. I wrote a, I wrote an article a while back. It was one of my very first posts um, talking about this, where I talked about how, and this was the height of like Zillow fever. And remember saying, you, the real estate agent have a secret weapon that Zillow and none of these companies have which is that you have a face, right? And the point I was trying to make was that human beings, we connect with each other because we have faces, you know, and, uh, you know, chatbots are cool, Uh, you know, automated, whatever, uh, voice systems, I guess they're cool, you know, going on a website and doing all the searches and saving all that, because that's cool. But, you know, computers don't have a face, right? Apps don't have a face. So, I don't know, you know, short of like a metaverse type of thing where we're all in the digital virtual world. You know what I mean? I just don't see it. I think fundamentally, man, when when you're making a decision, it's going to impact you and your family for 30 years. Right. You're going to want to talk to somebody. You're going to want another human being face to face to say, that's a good move. You should buy this house. Do you know what I mean? I, I just feel that way. And I think Spencer feels that way. Rich Barton feels that way. Uh, eric Wu feels that way i mean co-star certainly feels that way you know like everyone understands that here's the thing though i think disruption comes in two different flavors so my question back to you is when you think about disruption if you define disruption as replace agents with robots then no i don't think that will ever happen or
0: employees i mean or you know or just non-commissioned non-commissioned uh
1: people well non-commissioned agents are still agents right
0: well, not you know, n- not necessarily because you know it's it's a built-in cost. I mean, I guess it's a Redfin model in a sense, yeah, but um, you know,
1: I mean, you could criticize just, Redfin, you could criticize Redfin agents, but you can't deny they're agents,
0: right? You and they're you know, and they're the most productive agents out there. They are the sure. most productive yeah, agents. Yeah,
1: yeah. So here's another way to think about disruption. This is what I've always argued, which is if the number of agents. Go from 1.3 million or whatever it is that NAR has today to 13,000. Wouldn't that be disruption? I think it would be. That's that's not going to happen. Why not? 13,000? Yeah. That's 100x productivity.
0: Well, yeah, because here's why. First of all, um, real estate is a very aspirational business, right? So there's always going to be people that are going to come in and think they can do it. Okay. And that, that is only hyped up by, you know, what is it? Twenty different shows on Bravo about becoming a, high, you know, a successful real estate agent with tight suits and flashing right. money and driving around in fancy cars. I mean, it's just it's like it's almost like the equivalent of becoming a rock star or something. I mean, it's probably the the, the odds are pretty similar <laughs> to be right. a successful right. agent to to, to a rock star. So I don't think you're still going to be having a lot of people get into it. Um, I, you know, could you handle the face to face, as you say? Uh, with only 13,000 agents in the country? I don't I don't think so, right? You,
1: well, I guess what I mean is like 13,000 name agents. Like the way I look at it, and I did some math once, how many teams do you need in order to do all 6 million transactions a year? Right. Right. It's, it's not that many. It's like a couple thousand. Now, each team might have 500 agents. So in theory, those are agents. So I guess if you think of it that way, uh, but still, I think my point would be fine. Let's call it 10%. If there are 100,000 agents making a living, right, doing real estate. In other words, they don't just have a real estate license and they're investors or they have a real estate license because they work for some new home builder, right? I mean, there are 100,000 people making a living from helping people buy and sell houses. Right. If there are 100,000, I think that would be very disruptive.
0: Right. Right. I mean, right. I guess if you're talking about going back to what you're saying, I mean, if we go back to like the premise of like it's not an 80 20 rule anymore, it's right. uh, 95. What you know, 95, 95 five, five
1: something like that. Yeah,
0: I mean, right. that's that's eighty thousand. That's only right. eighty thousand agents, right? right? So, right. I mean, you, but here's the thing: we might be living in that world now. Right? I think but, we kind but, of are. But the, but still the the infrastructure and how things are built sure. still allows a hundred six million people. I'm sorry, one point six million people to become <laughs> that are that are that are call themselves realtors. Sure. Right. So so and and those dues go up and that makes NAR strong the sure. lobbying effort. So you know it's it's not, it, we may already be there, but the infrastructure that we've set up is are still still really encourages that type of large membership,
1: right? Oh, no, I I completely agree. Yeah. But what we're talking about is as we think into the future, right? Right. So let me put it this way. Since you're actually a tech vendor, prior to cloud CMA, how many CMAs could an agent do reasonably in a day?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, um, they'd probably have to do something in the combination of the MLS, uh, in a spreadsheet, and, you know, it would take hours and hours for sure. Right.
1: So, I mean, do you think they could do three a day, five?
0: It, depending on the property, but no, it would be it'd be difficult. Yeah, technology's right. definitely helped. I mean, you know. No, CMAs, but I, let's. I want whatever. I want a
1: number. That's yeah. that's why. I mean, what do you think? It's three to five a day? Sure. Five. Sure. Let's say five a day. How many could an agent using cloud CMA do today?
0: Yeah, it's unlimited, really. I
1: mean, the way that but there are only so many times. T- you know, so if it takes five minutes to run a cloud CMA, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So that's a hundred X productivity. And here's the thing that's with today's technology. So if I just fast forward that, and just think, you know, sort of futuristic go okay, what does cloud CMA look like? Let's say five or 10 years from now, when now you've got access to fucking AI and quantum computing and big data and whatever else that we can't even imagine, right? We can't even imagine it. Like, at, maybe at that point, it's like real-time cloud CMA. I'm an agent in the field as I'm touring that home, right, somehow... Yes, the it system reminds me of the last people. podcast, you know. Or right, put, yeah. Put you back. At that point, why couldn't one agent do like a thousand CMAs in a day, right? And if that's the sort of trend that we're on, then I'm kind of with Susan, like the bionic agents are just going to get more and more powerful, and I think that's very disruptive, which is not to say we're going to get rid of agents.
0: Yeah, because I think a, again, I I still think that they're gonna they're still going to be coming in, right? I mean, you know, sure. as a vendor, and I know vendor other vendors will say will understand this. It's like um, this industry has a lot of churn, right? And you know, when you're a SaaS company, I mean, you want to keep churn down as much as you can. But the agents are not leaving because your product sucks or um, your data sucks or anything like that. They're leaving because they're just leaving the business because they can't make it anymore, sure. right? But what keeps things going is that there's just always a fresh batch, of new agents coming in, sure, right? That can keep that you can sell to and keep that business going and play that game. Um, so I think fundamentally, you know, unless unless the tail catches up with a, you know, the mouth there. I mean, it's it's going to be hard to kind of see how you break that cycle where people just realize. I mean, this is a really tough business and don't even try, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people are still going to try there.
1: Oh, no, of course, better. but I, people people are trying to become, you know, rock stars. Yeah, you know, and there are only so many, and most of them fail. People are still trying to join the NBA, and most of them going to fail. Yeah. But if you win, if you make it, then the reward is so much greater. I think we're going to see, see similar things happening in real estate as well. It's just, just, and again, that it has nothing to do with vendors. It has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that technology continues to march. And if anything is unbeaten, historically speaking, it's technology. Like, yeah. It, it just is well, like once the steam engine is invented the steam engine is invented you know once yeah. the internet comes along there it is and you could fight it all you want you're gonna lose.
0: okay well let, let's let me push back a little bit like you're you're saying that you know an agent has a secret weapon and that's her face right right and you know i've i've been saying that and i and I hope i i'm gonna i'll get the right quote here the right number that I think you have but I, I thought maybe the i buyer stuff will be like a a 5%, less mm-hmm. than 10% part of the market. But I, I, you know, I remember you saying that that was 60. close to 40 or 60, right?
1: 60. I
0: predict the so, 60. So, I mean, that, that
1: doesn't that, isn't there a conflict there with? No, I don't think so. So why? here's, here's why. <clears throat> Number one, when I talked to an iBuyer, I would very specifically said it includes the open door market maker model, as well as the knock uh, power buyer model. Because the whole issue there was, look, the transaction sucks ass. Nobody likes it, right? Agents don't like it. Consumers don't like it. And primarily the reason why it sucks so bad is because of the mortgage process is so broken, right? It's so time consuming. So even if you went with a power buyer type model and a buyer could go and say, listen, I'm paying cash. And then once I move in, then I'll deal with everything else. um, I could see the number of transactions per agent going way up, right? So imagine you're an agent. You're helping a buyer out. You tour a home. The buyer likes it. Great. We're gonna put in an offer, and we're not waiting six weeks and all this. We're paying cash. Just fu- you know, like get it done. Yeah. Three days later, boom, it closes. Right, done. I could see an agent saying, "I'm gonna sell ten homes this week," because the way you go about selling a home is real simple. It's either I represent an iBuyer, buyer, like a, a you know, open door. Hey, I would love your home. I'll give you five hundred thousand for it. I'll take it. Great. Done. Deal. Cash. Like, send off to escrow. Next one, I have a buyer at, at 3.30. I go off. Hey, you like this house? Great. We're going to buy it for you. Cash. Done. Three days later. You know what I mean? Like, no. I mean that
0: happening. There, that, that, that resonates a little bit. I mean, I remember, you know, interviewing some agents that are, you know, leveraging iBuyers. It's like, yeah. what they're doing is they call on Fizba. They they go on the Open Door Yeah. or some site. They find out what Open Door will pay for it by yeah. typing in the address. They're now tied to that, so if they they would you yeah. know, if they can introduce a a uh, a buyer, yeah. they'll get some credit, like one percent or something. Yeah. And they just start calling on Fizbos. That's right. Hey, I want to RPU X cash. Will you take yeah. it? Yes. Okay. Open door. Done. Meet, meet Fred. <laughs> That's right. Transaction Amy. done. <laughs> <Amy>. <laughs> right. Well, it's, you can be very clever in that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah.
1: And I think it could, we could see it happening. That when when Open Door first launched, I remember talking about this. How you know if you ever went to <clears throat> if you ever went into like a uh, gosh, this is back in the day. We're old, so we remember like walking into like a Fidelity. You know, when yeah. they had like actual retail storefronts, these stockbrokers, and you place an order that's, right? hey, I want to buy a hundred shares of Apple. And the motherfucker would literally pick up the phone and call somebody, right? And I think about it like that, like in the stock and bond world, you know, everyone, there's a market maker. So the stockbroker, you know, so you walk into Fidelity, they're not running down to the New York Stock Exchange and, you know, doing the, they're not doing that. They're calling some company who says, hey, I want to buy Apple, how much are you selling at? I'm selling it at whatever, $500. Cool. I will take 10 shares. You know, it's- Right, So to me, I feel like if we get to that point in the world, some buyer comes in, I want to buy a house. Great. Let's look at this website. Here are all the homes. I like this one. Oh, that's an open door home. Let me pick up the phone, call open door. Hey, my client wants to buy your house for 500. Open door says, great. Done. Place order. Right? I mean, I, I could see that happening, but here's the thing. The secret weapon still plays. Because what is going to make that client that just walked into the door want you to make that phone call on his behalf? It's because you're trustworthy, you know what you're talking about, right? You have a face. there's Trust. human connection. I think it's going to be stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, well, maybe maybe we frame the question, and you know you were going down this this path a little bit, but
0: will when or will we ever see a dramatic reduction in the number of agents because of this bionicness. And when do you think when do you think that's going to happen and what is the tipping point for that to to have happen?
1: I mean, you know, we've we've talked about it, man. We've argued it's things like if the FTC make takes some action around commissions, right? I think we instantly see huge commission uh, compression, right? Commission compression would be one. Another one would be and I think this is I think there's a really decent chance this has our way is if you get rid of ten ninety nine exemption. Because right. the government needs taxes.
0: That would be the one thing I would say right. really, really puts a, a nail.
1: It really nail. does. Um, and I think we're starting to... I mean, the fact of the matter is government needs taxes. You know, They just spent, whatever, $8 trillion. California is raising taxes on like literally everything that walks. At some point, they're going to be like, hey, we need to tax these damn realtors. You know what I mean? It, it's going to happen, right? So well, they're being taxed. I mean, on you know what they report for sure. Yeah, but they're not. You know, you know, and I know they're not getting taxed. Like if these agents were employees, right? Right. I mean, and this was the whole con- the controversy around California's ABC test and you know all those lawsuit things and people were terrified until CAR went in and got a carve out. Right. All right. So if next year CAR's carve out is you know vetoed out, like some new legislator comes in, like holy shit, we have a billion dollar shortfall. Hey, you know what, let's start taxing real estate agents. You know, I mean, it's look, it's gonna be stuff like that. I think it will be the real tipping point, but here's the other thing um that I think is worth at least touching on. I don't i I know I talked about it on one of my podcasts, and I know I wrote about it, but you you met you saw all those uh, stats from Redfin, right about the growth of pocket listings, yeah, exactly, right. I think that's happening, and I think it's. Maybe more widespread than we imagine. So if we get to a point where some of these teams, these super teams that are doing whatever, right, eighty percent of the business, if they start keeping more and more of the listings in house, so they could feed their own team buyer agents, then yeah, it's there does come a point where fewer people are going to want to bother, right? It's like you keep paying for MLS dues, you keep paying for you know association fees, in the hopes that you know maybe you'll f- kind of fall into a deal. If that becomes less and less likely, then, yeah, I could see that tipping point happening, which is why, you know, NAR and MLSs and everyone's so freaked out and why we have clear cooperation policy and why we have all these things. Um, But to your point, I think those are the dangers. Those are the the things to worry about.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that that reminds me of, you know, that recent announcement from PLS mm -hmm. that, that they're now NLS or something. Oh, yeah. And it seems like what they want to be is like the portal for coming soon listings in a way. Okay. But, you know, since it's not really publicly advertised, I don't know. It's just a switch in what they're doing. But, you know, going back to what you said, you know, pocket listings, (laughs) you know, and we've been waiting for this. I think I keep saying this. I think all of us keep saying this and it never happens. But, and, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, yep. it's like these business models are all predicated upon a seller's market. And we know it's going <laughs> to flip someday. So <laughs> no, it's not. Might- it's not. Gonna <laughs> it's not going to flip. <laughs> it's not going to flip. It's going to flip. Of course it's, it's going to flip. It's not going to flip, Greg. Of course it's going to flip. It's not going to flip. And, until if, the if dollar. If your idea is only predicated that it's only going to be a seller's market ever, ever, um, you know, that your number is going to come up and you're going to, you're going to lose one day, you know, it's, gonna, <laughs> it's just going to come up. You, you're, always no, you're, <laughs> you're always betting on black, black. And then one day,
1: holy crap. It's right. You are, you are probably right. I, all I'm like, I, that that's, we've argued about this as well. Like, yeah. I don't think home prices have gone up. I don't think we're in to sell this market. I think the dollar has been devalued through massive money printing. So therefore, until something happens to the fed, something happens to the U S dollar, you know, I don't, I don't see that. But that's neither here nor there. At some point you're saying it's gonna switch and then the buyer market will be here at some point. There'll be a glut of inventory. Um yeah. And even then, I think what we're gonna see is we're going to see a few top agents heading up large teams who have the face, who have the skills, who have the personality. Because this is the other thing, man. There's like a magic to this. Like some agents just have this personality, you know, this you can't even put it like you can't even put. Like, I can only describe it as, like charm or charisma or something, right? That lets them connect with people, right, and lets them earn their trust like instantly. It's it's amazing, uh, and when you see it in action, it's it's actually something uh, something to behold, right? And yeah, the I other mean, agents, it, you know, yeah.
0: And, and there's there's always that thing where you know if you've been in the business long enough you you've crossed a threshold where then it becomes just referrals right and and reselling that the same people the same right. house again so you know that's why you have a lot of agents that are you know let's say older that can right. still do killer business because they've crossed through they've gone through the wilderness They've crossed right. to the other side and that there's kind of just a built-in business there of of people that did business before or people that were referred, right? So it's like if you can it's like anything else, if you can stick to it, you know, there is something on the other side, but man, you know, not a lot of people have that kind of fortitude and persistence right. to kind of make that happen, right?
1: So I, I will say this though. I think there's one real important and interesting takeaway from this, which is for whatever reason our industry tends to have this like us versus them attitude and the us versus them sometimes is cast as agents versus technology right so people want to beat on zillow they want to beat on whatever open door they want to beat on some technology company you know coming out and saying xyz some discount broker us versus them us versus them like that's not that's not the issue Uh, to me if you look at the numbers the issue to me is very straightforward very simple the most productive agents are getting more and more productive period end of story and they're getting more and more productive because the technology that they're using that that's available to them makes them more and more productive right so the opponent the enemy is not the crm system that's allowing the top agent in your area to do twice as many deals this year that they did last year the enemy is the top agent in your, in your area. Who's another twice person. The, yeah. You Execution. Know what I mean? An Execution. And if that's because they're harder working, if that's because they have more talent, then that is what it is, yeah. right? You can't blame the fucking tech vendor who sold them the CRM. So you can't blame the, like that's, that's what I, now here's why I think that's important because let's say you're an agent and you're not the top producer, right? You're the, whatever the top, you want to be that top guy. Right. If you're focusing on how do I, if you're focusing on the proper competition, which is the top agent, then I think you behave differently than if you're focusing on the technology vendor, if you're focusing on the website. Do, does that make sense to you? Like, I think if some of those you know, mid tier agents understood, oh, my competition is a top agent. What do they do that I don't? Oh, yeah. they make more phone calls, uh, they're friendlier, they do more client parties. Okay, that I need to do these things too. You know what I mean? Like versus what do they do that I don't do? It's like, well, they have a relationship with Zolo, so fuck Zillow. That yeah. that ain't gonna get you anywhere. That doesn't yeah. make you more competitive, right? Yeah, I always think that if
0: I was going to become an agent, I mean, the <laughs> first thing I would do is I could find the top agent in the market and be, and right. get on their team. Get on their team, right? Right, and, learn and just from the best. learn, 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 and then one day, like, you know, break off either That's right. with their permission or without.
1: Right? That's right. Or you figure <laughs> something out, right? Yeah. And look, competition is, is wide and varied. Maybe you say, look, I'm going to do something that the top agents don't do. Right. right? Uh, I, whatever that is, right? And th- there are different ways of competing. And I think... I think the ones that the newcomers that will be successful in this business are the ones who haven't who have a clear idea of who their real competition is.
0: So I guess you know, in a sense, here, you know, I started off this by saying, you know, that that all the money in the world, and you know, you could. I, I don't think they'd ever say these people put money in these companies that they're out to get rid of agents, but right. I think it's implicit within their income statement that they would right. love to see <laughs> agents go away. Just like Uber would love to see drivers sure. go away. Sure. Um, that, you know, that the agent, a human being doing this and, you know, average agent, whatever you want to call it, but the real, a, a well-executing real estate agent has yet yeah. to be, and I don't think will ever be, disintermediated or disrupted right so we're in this case to a degree now forgetting you know let's talk about government intervention or correct right things like that right i mean that's just something we can't talk about and uh, i think that's a great thing for uh for you and i we could we continue to keep talking about this business and yeah and and dissecting it but i mean i i wonder when silicon valley is going to you know kind of realize that because I, i think
1: I think they've I realized think they, it. Man. I don't think they've learned their lesson yet. Dude, I completely, I think they've realized it. Look at the two most recent unicorns that I could think of Picasso and Tomo. Yeah. Right. And now it's interesting that both of them are started by former Zillow guys. But Picasso, out the gate, was like, we want to work with agents. Yeah. You know, we're going to pay full compensation. We want to work with agents. Tomo, right out the gate, we want to work with agents. Right. They understand. Now, here's the thing what those guys won't tell you is they don't want to work with Marge
0: right right no totally right?
1: they don't want to work with march they want to work with what, what, what we need a name for like with the brenda. top age to, with brenda. brenda they want to work with brenda right they don't want to work march that's the key and i think if you're a march you can't be focusing on Picasso and Tomo. You need to be focusing on Brenda. Like, what does Brenda do that you don't? Right. You need to be thinking about that. Not, oh my God, I'm so, whatever. I'm so pissed off because Picasso XYZ is ruining my life. Like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. Brenda is ruining your life and you need to then figure out how you can be more competitive with, with Brenda.
0: Yeah, it's all a perception of how you look at things for sure.
1: Correct. And I think that dictates your strategy. And I think that it dictates how you approach this business, how you approach the industry. And I think that's why it's important to bring this out. So chances are most agents, most marges are not listening to industry relations. Right. But marges broker might be. Right. So <laughs> right, here's right. the point to the marges broker. It's not about, you know, fucking Picasso. It's not about the tech. It's about Brenda. Right. So you need to go and t- start talking to your marges about here's what the Brendas of the world do. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop blaming technology. Stop blaming Zillow. Stop blaming all these other things when that's not really the problem here. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think we end up calling this episode like Marge and Brenda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the producers say for sure.
1: <laughs> this is uh this is a good one. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, uh hey, what uh I, I don't know if we're doing that anymore. I think with this new format, we're not telling people to go to Podcasts more like, like I think our it's channel. It's recorded already.
0: It's recorded yeah. at the end. So it already does that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if you, hopefully, you enjoyed our conversation, and uh, we'll see you next time.